This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Steeler fans, welcome to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It is just barely after 9 p.m. We're a little bit more on time tonight. And where else would you rather be as a Steelers fan other than preparing for the postseason? I know. But <laughs> with me, as always, except when he's not, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how you doing tonight? I'm ready for it. One last time we'll just breathe in that sweet smell of victory yes it was especially nice for me i was there in the stadium got to breathe in that nice acrosure stadium air um yeah you had a little bit at the end where folks were just like bummed out because you know yeah well joe flacco finally you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into those things and and actually what we're going to talk about here especially in the first half we're going to talk about the game we're going to recap the game we're going to talk about our experiences your experience i want to know a little bit more uh with me bringing a perspective of how things were watching the game at home actually i wasn't at home i was at one jefferson bartholomew hartman's house because i didn't get this game instead i got the rat birds and the bungles so we're going to just kind of compare that. Look at that. We have a great topic tonight, and we're going to get to it. But my goodness, we have one last game that we can keep talking about, so we're going to talk about it. But then after we talk about the game, we're going to talk about the what-if game and how really you're you're never really going to win the what-if game, and we're going to get into that more. Sometimes it's nice to think about what-if, um, but at the same time, We'll get there, but first, we're going to talk about what did. What did happen on the field? Rich, you were there. How was the atmosphere before the game started and as and with everything with getting leading up to kickoff? Um, different. <laughs> it, it, it was a little different in the stadium. Um, in, in what way? I... I just had this feeling going into the game, and I felt like a lot of the fans in the stadium did as well, that, like, this game was a done deal. We were going to beat Cleveland. That, uh, that, that just, did you I, – I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I, I heard the – about an eight-minute section of Ben Roethlisberger's podcast, what, what footballing? Is that what – I always mess up that. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That on his podcast, and he was just kind of well. First of all, I was listening to it because he was talking about how you know he wasn't critical of Kenny Pickett, he was, but he was being honest that he didn't even expect Kenny Pickett to be what he was right now. 
you know, and he kind of wanted to apologize for it, but it's not like he thought Kenny was going to be bad. Ben was just being very open and honest. And what's crazy is that open and honest when you're a player gets you in trouble. It's funny. Fans want honesty from coaches and players, but then when they say stuff where they're being honest, what, what do they say? Why in the world would you say that and make it a story? You know, that's what got Ben in trouble on the radio show was his honesty. Well, now he can be honest. And he was being honest about it. And he was saying about, you know, Kenny Pickett was, you know, doing things more than he thought he was going to be able to do. Right. Um, but the other thing that he was saying, that's the reason I was listening. But what he was saying is he was all he was talking the same thing. He's like, hey, at least it's the Browns at home. You know, he was writing it off as, as a W. Ben Roethlisberger, not even a part of the team this year. Then he was in the stadium. I don't know. Did you? Did they show him at all while you were there? No, they did not. Yeah, he, the report was, I got it from one of the Pittsburgh Beat reporters reported that Roethlisberger was there. I, I saw it one time, and that was it. Maybe they were mistaken. Um, so I, can't, I cannot confirm that myself. But there was a report. Maybe someone else heard it too, uh, and can let us know in the in the in the live chat that um, that uh, if that Ben Roethlisberger was at the game. But I'm like, if Ben Roethlisberger's there, it, it's over. It, I mean, he doesn't have to even be in uniform. Uh, the Browns can't beat the Steelers if they got Ben Roethlisberger, you know, even in the stadium. So uh, yeah, I got the feeling that way too. That's how I was feeling going into it. And then the Steelers they get the ball, they march it right down the field and they punch it in but they don't then the fumble occurs now that was i'm thinking that was coming towards you right yes right in front of me that was coming right in front of you there was no question about it being a fumble there was no question about whether or not he crossed the goal line the question was if he crossed the goal line two plays earlier for Najee harris and i said in the post game show a lot of people were, were like, why didn't Mike Tomlin challenge it? Well, he shouldn't have had to. The ref should have, the ref should have either one, got it right, or two, do what they've done all season when it's that close and call what a touchdown so it would be reviewed. And then let review. Exactly. Yeah. So yes. so um so the entire stadium went nuts on first down because the entire stadium thought he was in the end. It honestly it was tough to tell on the camera view because of a shadow, but when they slowed it down, you could tell it was a shadow and he wasn't on the ground. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. Um in, in my opinion. But but people want to be like, oh, you, you why did you rush up there and run a play when you could have taken your time to challenge? Did you really want to challenge and, and run the risk of losing a a challenge and be a time timeout in the first half? I, I don't like losing them, but I'd much rather lose that in the first half than the second half. But if Tomlin challenges that and doesn't get it, you know what people are going to say? Well, why bother? You're you're inside the one yard line and it's only just, second down. Just score on the next yeah, play just, or two, and, and and it worked out as bad as possible. It was like a terrible mixture of the, of the worst things that could happen. Yeah, I, uh, the the one thing I was happy about was, um, okay, so then the quarterback sneak didn't work. Honestly, that was one there where it was like, and they on, did, Najee. and they ran it so fast they had no time to look come, at the play. Come on, Najee, run up there and push Kenny in. He yeah, didn't, yeah, he did. He did. Well, they ran it so but, fast you didn't even get the whole play on on TV. 
also on, on third down, it was like again, you're talking, you're inside the one yard line. I'm yeah, like, don't don't launch through the air and extend the ball. Just you know, pick somebody big and run behind them. Run behind them. The, well, that's what the they did on second down. It didn't work. So I I don't yeah, know. But, the, but the, I know you're saying yeah. that, but. But that was Kenny Pickett doing that on second down. It, I, it, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I'm it not going to argue with that. Najee Harris yeah. doing that on second down. So. Yeah, I, I, I get you. I get you. But honestly, um, here, here's the other one that sometimes gets me. Okay. Honestly, mm-hmm. if you wanted Kenny Pickett to hold the ball and, and do that there, honestly, you could have. Uh, and this is what I was actually hoping to see on second down. I would have gone fake that dive to to Najee had him launch in the air and everything on a good fake and Kenny Pickett probably could have bootlegged and walked into the end zone without anybody standing around him yeah I would much rather run that play on second down because you run the bootleg on second down and if they sniff it out you just throw it away throw it away exactly and then you've got third down to, to 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 live another day yes um or you run it on third down if you know you're going to go for it on fourth down. Correct. But so so that was just a, a weird thing. There's some people saying, oh, you know, Najee Harris, oh, what you know, f- fumble issue. Y- you do realize that his only other fumble this year was on the on the Stanford band attempt play at the end of the Browns game in week three. That got charged to him. That was his only other fumble in the year. Yeah. And people were like, oh, Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren, I don't know if they credited for him or not, but that other fumble that wasn't lost should have been on him. It wasn't the best pitch in the world, but he still should have brought that in. Right. And they were lucky to get that one back. So everyone's like, this is why it needs to be Jalen Warren and not Najee Harris. Najee Harris fumbles. Well, so did Jalen Warren. You know, so I'm I'm not holding that fumble. I mean, it oh, frustrated that, yeah. me. Yeah. I'm not holding it against Najee Harris long term. It still frustrates me for the game. Oh, right. Uh, yes. Yes. It was very frustrating for the game. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the thing was that, that then there was all this non-scoring early, you know, for, for a lot of the, of the, you know, for the first quarter. Um, and then the, the Browns eventually scored. Hold on. I've got something weird going on with my computer here when I'm trying to. There we go. I mean, n- no one scored until the second quarter. And then the Browns score, um, you know, late. And I mean, it was over halfway done. It was only six and a half minutes left in the quarter. But during that time when it was no score and the Steelers just seemed like a different team offensively, Jeff said to me, man, this stadium feels dead. He's like, there's an eerie silence over this crowd. Did did you get that feeling at all? You know, yes. through the rest of the first quarter and then through the first half of the second quarter? Yes. And um how do I say it? there was some there was not cheering. There was a lot of complaining yeah. that was going on in this. Like, state. come on. I mean Yes, and um, people weren't liking it offensively. People weren't liking the play calls. Mm-hmm. Calls defensively. Everybody saw. I was seeing in the stadium what I was seeing in the stadium, and that was didn't matter what our combination was at middle linebacker; it wasn't working. 
Yeah. Um, tomorrow morning is my because there's been so much other content to get out because Coach Tomlin's press conference got bumped up a day uh, where he did it on Monday. Um, my my other PFF article where I just report the scores. Now I had a run in with PFF today. I'm really I, I, I'm was really fed up with them with something they did. That'll come out an article next week. I mean, they were either completely incompetent because they don't hold the same standards on their social media as they do on their actual website of how many snaps it takes to qualify to be a certain ranking at your position, or they intentionally did it. Um, to try to manipulate Steelers fans into liking PFF because their top players on offense were everyone's favorites, you know, because honestly, if you want to, this just tells you how unreliable PFF is. If they use their normal standards for snaps played, the number one offensive ranked player for the Steelers for the season is Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. And they made the standard higher on through their social media stuff than what the standard is on their website, which is only 300 for quarterbacks uh, for the number of snaps played. It's like two, it's like 225 for wide receivers somewhere around there. And they're like, Oh, everyone who played over 400 snaps. I'm like, well, that's not what your website keeps it as, but they did that. And to, because if they'd have put that out there for the Steelers and said that it was Mitch Trubisky Steelers fans would have completely ridden them off. You know, they, they just, they're like, yeah, that's not right. But also they have Kenny Pickett's game against Baltimore being the best game by a Steelers quarterback in five seasons. And I'm like, you know, we did pretty good there at the end of Baltimore, but that's not better than some of the stuff that I saw, you know, in, in otherwise. So that's just what it is. But anyway, I'll get, get back to that. But with the PFS scores, Mark Robinson had the worst inside linebacker score of a game of any player for the Steelers all season, of any inside linebacker all season. It was, it was bad. It was really bad. It well, and it's exactly what I said. What people that were saying, Mark Robinson, oh, you had this weapon, you should have been playing him all season. I'm like, the Steelers used him against Baltimore, who wasn't expecting what the Steelers did. And that's why my X factor for the game against Cleveland, you probably didn't even see it because it didn't come out until you were in the stadium, um, was creativity in the run defense was my X factor. Because I said, you can't come out and do the same thing against Baltimore because guess what? Cleveland saw the tape. They see Mark Robinson on the field, and they're going to switch it to a a pass. It's what they're going to do. They're going to game plan around it. And that was obvious. Yeah. When when, when Deshaun Watson would come to the line, Mm -hmm. he would – audible and i would say well he just went to a pass play boom went to a pass play yeah that's what they did and it's not that i don't like mark robinson i just i'm i get frustrated with people who want to give him so much praise well let's not go there that he's not worthy of getting yet um and build him up to be something so great just because they want to be right about him um it's a little frustrating so look it's what he is. He's a he's a raw seventh round linebacker that only played, that's only played one year of the position in college. That's who he is. He, yeah, he, very raw. Okay, yeah. but I'll tell you what, that guy knows how to flow to the football. Yes, he does. He has so many upside things. But if you can only really do, I mean, the Steelers try to do this all the time. They take a player that's good at one thing or has a really big strength, and they put them in a situation to play to their strength. It's 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 Mike Hilton. 
I mean, that's what the Steelers did for Mike Hilton. Right. They do that. That's their goal. That's what a good coaching staff should do. And the Steelers do it as much as they can. The problem is the other team knows what you want to try to do, and it's their job to try to get you to not be able to do it. Now, if, and it's an endless cycle. <laughs> if, 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 if this isn't a what if, this is an actually if, because this is a looking forward if. If Mark Robinson spends some of this offseason and really works on what it takes to be a, a coverage person as an inside linebacker, mm-hmm. that guy could be really, really good. If, yeah. he, if he can learn what he needs to in reading things. That's the actual, key right there. Yeah, it's reading the, things. It's the read is what, mm-hmm. is what gets it. Okay, in my opinion, and if he could clean some of that up, yeah, that guy could possibly, you know, that guy could be your your opening day guy next yeah. year. Yeah, but he it's but going he's, it's he's, going to take time. He's got some work to do. Yeah, he's got some work. To and do. and I mean, I I I've got into a discussion with this today on uh, on the website with some people in the comments. Is they're like they're like, well, you're only going to get better if you play. No, that's not true. If your problem is reading and diagnosing things. You're going to get better with film. You're going to get better with film. And then you've got to take that film and apply it on the practice field and actually implement it in a safe situation. Because, if you know, who cares if you give a touchdown in practice? I mean, you don't want to, but it's not going to lose you a football game. And then after that, then when you've shown, hey, what I've learned on film and what I've learned otherwise and what I can now implement physically doing it rather than just mentally doing it, now it's ready to put them on the field. That doesn't necessarily happen right away. And, and just because someone was good in week 17 doesn't mean they should they would have been good in week one. You know, we're going to talk about that in those scenarios in the second half. So I really like Mark Robinson. I really like what he can be. But if he can't get the cerebral part of the NFL, mainly because mainly because he hasn't done it enough. Yeah. Just leading up to being in the NFL. It's not a knock on him. He just doesn't have the experience of playing the position yet. That's why he was drafted in the seventh round. And when he did, no, we couldn't find any information on him. Even Andrew Wilbar, who knew like the top 500 prospects, like, I don't know who he is. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's just why he was where he was. But man, if they could, if they could give him the time and the ability to develop that part of this game. But right now, when you can, when you're really good at one thing and really, really bad, if you have to diagnose the first thing, once, once he put that film out on Baltimore against Baltimore, you knew that was coming from the Browns. You knew it was, he had a rough game. Spillane had a rough game in coverage. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And okay, there I didn't actually notice, but there had with Spillane pay, playing 100% of the snaps, they had a couple times where they had three inside linebackers on the field cuz I saw at least two snaps where Jack and Bush were lined up next to each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bush the, only played five snaps, but yeah. I know. Yeah. And I okay. saw two where he and Jack were lined up as the middle linebackers. Mm-hmm. So Spillane must still be, been in the game, and I just yeah. was – I think they ran a few three linebacker they, they Right. But I was really spending some time on defense fo- focusing in on those on that middle linebacker spot. So I was always looking middle of the line. 
And the two times they had, I saw Miles Jack and Devin Bush next to each other. Guess what Deshaun Watson did? What's that? Audible to run and they ran the ball. Yeah. Audible to run and you run. It's like you get your coverage guys out there. We're going to run. And the thing is, that's what Cleveland brings is they could really do either thing out of the same personnel packages. It's right. not one of those things that, oh, no, we've got a run package in. We need to run. You know, oh, we've got a pass package in. That's probably was their game plan. It's like, you know what? We're going to run. We're going to use these personnels where we have the option to do either thing. And yeah. if we see these people there that we can get in this matchup, whether it be players, whether it be positions, like if, oh, we see that they have three inside linebackers, we're going to do this. Oh, we see that they're doing a six to, you know, various different things that of what the, of what the Steelers are doing. That's what you expect especially a team with an offensive-minded head coach, whether or not he's a good head coach or not, is still out there. That's what you would expect from them. Now, yeah. th this all stemmed from me say, you know, from you asking me kind of what I felt that atmosphere because you said yeah. at times it was kind of quiet. And it, and it was because it was just like I felt the Steelers were being out-diagnosed in the first half at times, mm -hmm. right? Man, did that change in the second half? Yeah, well, it changed at the end of the. It changed at the end of the first half yeah. when the Steelers put up ten points. You know, I mean that that really did did change change no, things. But it, no, but really, it just the Steelers weren't missing on anything defensively. The second half of the game, yeah, it, it just another one of those games where they cleaned it up. Well, and did Mark Robinson even play in the second half? I'm um, sure. Yeah, I think he was in there a few, some, but but if he was, not, it wasn't he wasn't being noticed either good or bad, which can which well, can that be was a good the thing. thing in the first half. You noticed everything Cleveland mm -hmm. was doing, and it was exploiting the inside linebackers. So you were watching them constantly, right? Mm -hmm. Wasn't happening like that in the second half. Yeah. So you so my focus was shifting elsewhere. To which then, of course, part of it was shifting to, my gosh, Alex Highsmith had a pretty good, decent game on Sunday. Well, yeah, I mean, he had, it's funny because, you know, you look at the PFF scores, which keep acting weird on me. Um, and he was, he was like middle of the road for the defense. Yeah. That's because, no, that's because the defensive secondary dominated the top of this. Everyone except Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm going to ask you about Minka. Did you think that Minka, there was times he wasn't sticking his nose into plays as much as he had in the past because of might have been a little bit slower? Um, I thought the ankle was affecting him, in my opinion. No, hmm. there were times he was sticking his nose in there, but there were other times that... I mean, he the led Steelers, the team at tackles, but yeah. Yeah, but the Steelers also were set up a lot, especially in the second half. Mm -hmm. Um they were honestly they were rotating a lot right at the snap they were rotating to one deep so mm -hmm. minka was just rotating to deep center field mm -hmm. when the steelers had a lead so um he was really not nearly as involved in the second half as you know as it seemed like he was in the mm -hmm. first i would just i just noticed several plays that i thought you know what? Minka would have played this a little bit different if I felt like he was, 
he was himself because he 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 didn't quote unquote grade out well, but it's not like I really you know those grades are what they are. Um, but that that was one of the bigger things with me is I, as I felt like he, I felt Minka Fitzpatrick in this game looked to me like T.J. Watt looked four games ago. I don't even. I, I don't think I'd even take that far. Make yeah. Fitzpatrick wasn't a hundred percent, but he wasn't playing at seventy five either. He was playing at you know probably yeah. 93 percent. Yeah. But there there was some plays on television where you could see that normally Mink is flying in to do stuff, and he just it wasn't quite the same. Um, see, because there was that one Mark Robinson, I, you because you didn't see it on the, the TV telecast when he missed the sack. Yes. The announcers blamed him to say uh, he completely. They, they basically said he misread that completely. He thought it was a run, flew up into the hole, thinking it was run. It wasn't a run, so he just went after the quarterback, didn't make the play, and they threw it to the guy that he should have been covering, which was the running back. So I don't know if that was diagnosed the same way in stadium, but that's that's the way they broke it down on television. And I'm like, I can't disagree with what they're saying, but I can't confirm that it's exactly right. So. It kind of came across that way looking yeah. at it okay. in the stadium. So, but man, you could feel the energy come back in that stadium when the Steelers got on the scoreboard. Oh yeah, you know they, the 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 thirty one. I mean, that was on a that was what was it? It was a third and third and fifteen. Third, yeah, the pickets. And see, I got mad at myself because you're watching TV. I'm watching a Jeff Hartman's. Oh, sorry, Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman's. Thank you. And. And you know he's he's got Sunday ticket direct TV, and I was checking it because it was was it Gunnar Olszewski that he went out in the in, was that in the first half that he went out? I can't remember. I was checking awesome. something because I was worried about an injury or something, and I scroll down my, my my Twitter. They haven't snapped the ball yet, and on my Twitter has the has the Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown George Pickens. <laughs> I'm like what? And just like, huh? And then he snapped the ball, and I'm watching, and boom, there it is. So I actually it, it tipped me off before I saw it on TV, which really frustrated me. But it 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 so I was just like, hey, you know, get get the field goal, be you know, get some points, and then come out with the ball in the second half. Then you get the the interception to yeah. where you can get where you can get another field goal. Hey, Chris Boswell. Perfect on all his kicks. Yep. Good way to end. Good way to end the regular season. Um, and then that that second half was just, I mean, the the Steelers put up you know ten more points in 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 the third quarter, and you're like, all right, keep that keep that two score lead. Um, I mean, then the Browns came back, got the touchdown on the KM Hayward thing. Man, the that officiating was so, was so but was the officiating bad. was so bad all around. Yes. I mean, that should have been another sack for Cam, but they should have had one less because Joby. I mean, I, I don't get he didn't sound like he did it on purpose, but it's one of those things that just happens when you play. But I don't know how you missed that face mask. Um I still don't know how they don't review that one play of George Pickens at all. That looked like he there was a chance he could have made that catch. You know, they missed the they missed the touchdown from Najee at the beginning of the game. You know, they make that call one Cam, Actually, but what else is Cam supposed hold, to do? Hold on. The the one the one for George Pickens where we thought he might have made that catch. Uh-huh. This is how that one came across in stadium because they kept showing the replay on the board. Uh-huh. In the stadium, that 
were you thinking the Steelers might challenge that one? A lot of people thought no, it was inside two minutes. Uh, it was inside two minutes. That's right. They thought Mike but, Tomlin took the time out. Here, was to give here, more time to actually challenge it. Here, here was why. Okay, that play actually when they were showing the slow mo in the stadium, mm-hmm. the, the one foot he was dragging, and I felt it came up before he before he caught the ball. the ball. But I mean, it was so close you could at least but stop. I think, I think it. I think what happened there was it was a quick confirmation from New York. That's how it came across in the, you know, people in the stadium, mm-hmm. we were all feeling the same thing. We were like, pe- some people, you know, challenge it, challenge it, challenge. We're like, it's well, inside, of two, minutes, inside yeah. of two minutes. And um, then there were a couple of us, then when they were showing that, showing that up on the board, then we were like, you know what? New York probably hopped on it right away and came in and said, nope, that's the right call. And it might've been the right call maybe, but it just right. seemed like, they didn't really give it the the due diligence that that it and you know that didn't come across on the on the on the TV side of it either, but uh, that's why so many people were upset about it. But the officiating was not good. Uh, the the Cam Hayward sack. I mean, what else is he supposed to do? And and like you say, especially when the guy, when the Steelers were trying to tackle him in a way to not get roughing, and he would just break the tackles and run away. And even on that play, the guy's trying to escape. He's trying to escape. Yeah. So he's trying to escape, and he makes sure he takes him to the ground. It's not like he flung him onto the ground like Kenny Pickett flung by Baltimore. It's not like he landed on him hard. No. He just brought it, him, and it, when it, I saw it, the flag, I said to Jeff, "There is no way they're calling that roughing." But I knew that's what it, what the call was going to be. Yeah. I just knew that's what it was going to be. I mean, and 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 the thing is, yeah, you could say that led to the touchdown or whatever, but you know. It, it it did, but it was the points of what it was. We, we was it a little bit nervous then after you know such a bad call and then the touchdown. You know that then the, then the game was only six points. Yes, and but the you could feel that in the stadium. The response immediately from everybody was like, actually, it only took a couple plays. Honestly, it was because let's see, the Steelers went. Um, trying to remember the thing was only two plays and they picked up the first first down and mm-hmm. it was like okay moving the ball yeah moving the ball already we're up yeah mm-hmm. we're out around the 40 or somewhere like that and mm-hmm. it's like okay we just need to move this down and at least get a field goal to move it back to two scores yeah yeah so okay. so yeah it was a it was a it was the first pass the first play was connor hayward's first pass that he caught because he caught all three passes on that last drive. He got nine yards. Then Najee runs for six. Right. You know, then, then they ended up calling a timeout because they let the play clock run too low. Um, Then, then there was first and 10, no gain. And then second and 10 incomplete third and 10 picking 17 yards, which you know what? If Pickens doesn't catch that ball, right? Because that was, yeah, that was the one to the right sideline. There was going to be a flag on that play. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like, I saw the ref, you know, like he was reaching for it and the flag never came. And I was like, I, I was going to complain and do the flag. And, I, and then I had Turner was like, 
Did he catch that? Because he caught it. Yeah. If we he didn't catch it, I they, didn't think, they, they I didn't think he yeah. I didn't think he caught the ball. But they should throw the flag anyway. But sometimes you know why they you, you know what? The ref actually did him a favor by not throwing the flag. Do you know why? You throw the flag even when he catches it. Guess what you do? You stop the clock yep. and you have to do all that. And you know, it was better for the Steelers that didn't happen. Hey, I'm afraid I'm gonna lose this. I really am. I gotta bring it up here. John Myers. Thank you, John Myers. Nine dollars into the tip jar. He says taking Tom's lead, one dollar per win. That's Tom Muir that does that in the post-game show. Uh, I always look forward to that. Um knowing that it's a Steelers victory. And he says, thanks for all the content. Always enjoy the Skill Bros perspective. Let's stack another solid draft and free agency. I would say I can 100% agree with that, except for your order of operations, because the free agency comes first. Um, I just, I, I love to point that out to people because everyone wants to talk about what the Steelers need in the draft. I'm like, well, you could talk about it, but it could all change after free agency. It That's really right. could. So, but no, thank you, John. You're exactly right. Let's stack, stack a, a you know, good free agency, good solid draft. We'll get into the free agency stuff and everything, probably starting even next week and, and some other stuff. We just wanted to wrap up a few other things from this game. Now, so the Steelers, you know, you get the third down conversion uh, to Pickens. Then the next one, it's a third and eight, and you get 27 yards to Cam. The, sorry, said the wrong name. Connor Hayward. Yeah, now okay. hold on. This is the one I'm going to say because I think this is where it was. It was the second and eight went incomplete to Deontay. That was yes. over on the sideline, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. The touchdown should have happened on that play. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Kenny missed it. Why? The touchdown should have happened on that play. He had a wide open... Um... Steven Sims came, oh, out, yes, of the, yes, came yes. out of the right slot. I think they up, even pointed that out. Ran, yeah. a, ran a post corner, and the the person that was guarding him had given outside leverage on the on that right side. And so as he runs the post quarter, he's wide open. Why? Because the person was expecting safety help on the other side, but the safety had cheated up onto Fryermuth. All Kenny had to do is lay it out there nice and easy towards the AFC emblem in the end zone, and it was a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that was our chance to get a touchdown. There it was. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it wasn't Fryermuth because he, he was already hurt on that play. That's right. It was, he was hurt it by was him. And but, the great, and if you haven't heard yet, but you got to say it again, Coach Tomlin confirmed it in the press conference. Not torn, just sprained, no surgery. That is like the greatest news. Injury wise, that, that that could have happened. Yep. You know, it's going to be sore. He would have may, probably missed time, but not. It's not like it's going to affect next year. It's not like he's going to have to do surgery and rehab. Pratt Fermu should just be able to take some time off and then get to a normal off off season, which is great. Yep. Um, but yeah, then then you had the, the 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 nice one to Connor Hayward. Then you had you know two yard run on first down. Incomplete to Deontay Johnson on second down again. And then you had Connor Hayward for nine. And then you got you had another run there. Then you had the the pass uh to Connor Hayward that was incomplete. He was all his targets were on this last drive. Um then you had the 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 defensive pass interference on on Pickens, you know, against yeah. Pickens, um, which is what it was. They 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 ran they ran Derek Watt, and they got the two point conversion. So Deontay Johnson found the end zone, but it was for two and not six. That was the last time the Seals touched the ball. Yep, on offense. And there was I'm trying to see exactly how much time was left. What the first snap for Cleveland occurred with four and a half minutes left. 
Yes. Now, so the Steelers were up two touchdowns at that point. They're up two touchdowns. Oh, I never took this off the screen. I just realized <laughs> I was even on the screen. Um, the, we, we've got to get to our break. But my yeah, question was this. In stadium, I don't know how you were. That last Cleveland drive, I really should go back and watch it again. I wasn't paying attention. I was paying attention to the Dolphins-Jets game. I mean, the game was on, but I had the Dolphins-Jets game on my phone. And I was trying to, to, to follow that. Was there a lot of that going on in the stadium? No, believe it or not, after the Steelers scored the touch, everybody was saying that the stadium was empty in early after the after the Dolphins suggested. No, the stadium started to empty as soon as the Steelers scored the touchdown. Yeah, they were up two scores. Yeah, and that's when the stadium started to empty. Um, there were a few folks around that were keeping an eye on that. Uh, a couple of us had us up live on our phones and were trying to keep an eye on it. Um <laughs> No, Brooke Pryor of ESPN did tweet out during the game. She's like, worst Wi-Fi experience I've ever had at Acrisure Stadium. She's like, I know it's because of everyone on their phone uh, checking the Dolphins and Jets. <laughs> See, I didn't even bother with the Wi-Fi. I, I just, just stayed on, cell the signal. on the 5G cell signal, so I was mm -hmm. all right there. But, um, no, people started, start, started to just hop out of the stadium um, just because – I mean, gee whiz, it really was the first time all year, especially at a home game where you were just like, this one's over. This one's done. And people started leaving. Yeah. My my question is this. I always say that I would rather deal with the Steelers' loss in the stadium surrounded by so many other Steelers fans than being at home alone on my couch. I get more frustrated and fed and and I'm not alone long because then I come in and do the post game show and, and and we all are in misery together. But I, I said that before I ever started doing the post game show at BTSC. But with 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 this one, it was it was a win, but there was the disappointment of not making the postseason. Yeah. Was was that also the feeling in the stadium? Yes. Yeah. People were just like. Oh man, because it was like we did everything we could. You know, we went in mm -hmm. on a four game, you know, ended on a four game winning streak. Like it it, yeah. it was there. Yep. But at the same time, but believe it or not, there were a lot of people that were like me, were like, eh, it would have been nice, but yeah. I'm going to take a winning season on a year we were supposed to be absolutely terrible, and, of course. And we're going to talk about that and get into the what-ifs because we're going to talk about after the game being done. Um, that's what we're going to mainly do in the second half. So we're going to go ahead. It's, we've run over a little bit here in the first half. We're going to take our break. So stick if you're if you're here on, on YouTube or Facebook Live, we're not going anywhere. Um, if you're on the audio, stick around after these messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Woo! So the Steelers, they're victorious. Week 18, okay? That's, uh, the Steelers are undefeated in week 18 of the regular season. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> um, wait, I, 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 I'm wrong. I can't say that for sure. 
because I know there was at least one year in I got to go back and research this. There was at least one year in there where they did two buys. Oh, so there must right. so there had to have been a week 18. I'm thinking it was somewhere somewhere in the 80s, maybe it was the either late 80s or early 90s uh where they where 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 they did um where where they did two buys in a season. So that means there would have been a week 18. I got to go back and check those out and see how they've done the other ones. But since they've implemented the 17 games, the Steelers are undefeated in week 18. It's really nice. Um, one on the road, one one at home. Both both cases held their opponent to 14 points or less. There's a lot of stuff that the Steelers did here to finish out this season. And I brought it up in my By the Numbers article. Like uh, the, the Steelers finished the, the, the last seven games of the season of not giving up more than 17 points in a game. Seven seven straight games, not more than seventeen points, um, and and then and then those seven games. Let's see some of the some of the other stuff. I I think it where 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 what am I blah blah blah. Um, since Spit the bye, the Steelers won over. Or no, since week eight, even against the Eagles, you know the, their last ten games, the Steelers won over a hundred yards rushing as a team in nine of them. You know, you that go. that was something to turn around from early in the season where they barely could get to 100 in a couple games in there. So, so I said about like I'd said about, you know, folks leaving the game early. So I had to put, <laughs> put up there. Daniel J. Daniel J. I didn't know you were there. I had to come down and see you. Oh, I'm sorry. I knew he was going to be there. That's part of the reason I almost went. I almost but ended up with this I, game. I don't know what you're talking about. The freezing part, Daniel J. That day in the state, it was Gorgeous on Sunday. He's from Texas. Uh, That's I was going to say, he's not down there in San Antonio. You know. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that he'd been to a to a, a game that late in the season before. Daniel, he'll have to hook me up. You know, hit me up sometime to text me, Daniel, and see if that's I, the first time you went to a, such a late game. I never even put my gloves on. That's how nice it was. Never yeah. put my gloves on. That's nice. I wore my nice new bag. I wore my nice new battery heated socks. Mm-hmm. Never turned them on. Yeah. <laughs> battery. It, it was that. Wow. And I'll tell you, you know, we were. So you had your we fishing gear, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. That's what I was prepped for. I was like, because it turns out that the game Kyle and I went to in November was colder than the game we were there in January. Well, I was, was at that there. game with you and Kyle. Yeah. And yeah. remember, how, you know, it was. They were there, yeah, they got, yeah, it did. I, I, I wore a. A face covering, yeah, you're right, you're right. But so, so the season finishes up. There's, it, it's very interesting. You're going to get, like I like to call them, the the poo poo Steeler fans, the poo poo Steeler fans that not, like I say, they're not poo poo. They just like to poo poo on things. You know, they're like, oh, well, the steel, you know, nine and eight is that the standard? Okay, or the other thing of. The Steelers still haven't won a playoff game in six seasons. You know what? That's true. You can't deny that. The Steelers have not won a playoff game in six seasons. But for those that say that, my question is this. Was this the year you expected them to? Was this the year after you, after your Hall of Fame quarterback retired and you're starting over from scratch with a new quarterback, is this the year you expected the Steelers to 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 go to the postseason and 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 make a run? Is that what you expected? Because those same people that were that were complaining about, oh, that's the standard. All they haven't won in six years were the same people that said this team's not going to win more than five games. You can't have it both ways. 
you can't have it both ways saying this team isn't going to be good enough at this point because but because of where they are and then be upset that they didn't want a playoff game now so not, not everyone is does does it both ways um I didn't ex- I mean when I said the Steelers and I predicted them to be 11 and six I went full Homer on that. And I admitted it that I'm like, this is my full Homer take. This is like the best I think the Steelers can do. And yet I still got roasted for being a hater that I only thought they were going to win 11 games when the schedule came out. There was a lot of things that were, that that went, that went into it. Could the, could a perfect storm had happened? Yes. I mean, my goodness, just think of, you know, if we're going to play the what if game, we'll talk about TJ Watt. We're going to play the what if game here in just a second. But Bottom line is, this was not the this was not the season, the beginning of the rebuild, or if you want to call it a reload, that you expected the Steelers to break that streak of not winning a playoff game. Now you know what I expect. My expectation is I want them to do it next year. Next year, I think is a much more real, realistic expectation in the off season going into next year. Now, yep. so. Bottom line is, and people are like, oh, it was only nine and eight. Oh, blah, 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 blah. All the schedule, all that. Well, the same people that complain, well, look, they didn't beat anybody down the down the stretch except for except for the Ravens who were who were missing their quarterback. But you know what? At the same time, those same people complain, oh, the Steelers play down to teams that are worse than them and lose to them all the time. They didn't. They didn't. Since the bye, the Steelers beat. Every team that was quote had a quote similar record to the Steelers, they beat. Their two losses were to teams that are in the playoffs. So I, I yeah. look. I also sure things always look different by the time you get to the end of the year, but do not forget that the Steelers for the 2022 season, going into it, had the second toughest strength of schedule yeah going into it yeah going into it now is that behind the raven you know (laughs) is that really how it played out yeah you know but no well i mean and you look at the schedule we can play the what if game what if the steelers some of those teams that they lost to early in the season they actually played them at the end of the season what if they would have played the dolphins or the jets or the patriots towards the end of the season you know what we'll never know because this is what we're going to learn with this what if game we, we can talk about it. You can be convinced that this would have happened, but you know what? You can be convinced all you want, but you'll never be able to prove it because it just doesn't happen. So you can play the what if game all you want. I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying don't expect to win. Don't expect to win. For example, here's one. What if they wouldn't have called that horse collar in that Miami game? Right. Yep. That's one. So what if? What if they didn't call that horse collar? Who's to say Miami on the next play doesn't throw for a touchdown? Who's to say maybe the game ends at the time the Steelers make the playoffs? Who's to say what would have happened? And it, it really stinks that they made that call because some people don't like the horse collar rule anyway. I do. As a former coach, I've seen people get injured by the way you drag them down from the back that way. I mean, my goodness, someone I, who I'm trying to remember on the Steelers, someone that got hurt that way. Um and was never the same. Um, but so so people that want to say, oh, well, the, the horse collar. Honestly, that wasn't a horse collar because the, the, the whole notion of uh, 
penalty, I mean, penalties are put in there not to just be sticklers and see what you can find. It's to keep teams from getting an advantage. It's to keep a player from having to be forced into a disadvantage, or it's to keep people safe. Like they call that penalty on Cam Hayward roughing the passer. Did that was that really helping keep the quarterback safe? No, because he didn't do anything that would have that was that was egregious. That's why. That's why. So so that horse collar penalty, he didn't actually pull him down. He grabbed a hold of the jersey on the back, but he didn't pull him backwards. That's what makes it a horse collar penalty. That's what makes it dangerous. And that's not what he did. It shouldn't have been called. But and you can say that until you're blue in the face. You still never know how that game would have turned out. The, I mean, the, the Jets were terrible. The Jets were terrible. But to me, the biggest hope they would have had was to tie that game because both teams were terrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So, so, so yeah, I mean, so you can talk about those kinds of things. Okay. So let, let's say you, you get that. What if, what if the Steelers make the playoffs? You know, already saw it earlier the last time. What have you been Daniel J? If the Steelers would have made the playoffs this year, they would have broke that streak. You could think that the Steelers were going to win the playoff game. If only they would have gotten in, they would have made some noise. And although I agree with that, I don't know if they would have actually been victorious. If they had to go to Buffalo, honestly, if I were to tell you my honest opinion right now, if the Steelers played the Buffalo Bills three times, I would say they would beat them one out of three. We're just right now where the rosters are and everything going on. Yeah. The question is that game they they would have if they would have made it and gone to Buffalo, would that one game be the one that they won, or would it be one of the two that they would have lost? That's that, and that's that's how it works in the NFL, right? You know, so I'm not I wouldn't say the Steelers couldn't beat them. The question is, was it just going to be that day? So, so the what if of make the playoffs? You will never know how it would have worked out for the Steelers. They could have gone on a Super Bowl run. They could have they could have lost badly in the first round. And it could have been anywhere in between. Or just you—you you can play that out in your mind any way you want it to be, because bottom line is we'll never be able to know, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, you don't know unless you were actually to do it. Yeah, you know, be able to go back and do it. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, and now, now, so I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, here's your what if scenario. I'm going to give it to you. Pick which game of what if the Steelers would have done this to win this game this season? Which game? Which if I were to say what if the Steelers won one more game? Which game would you look what, at? Uh, what if what, you know? I'd be saying what if Mitch Trubisky doesn't throw three interceptions against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, or they block Calais Campbell and, and Chris Boswell hits that field goal? Yes, exactly. You know, it's like yeah, that's the thing. In some of these, you could pick so many what ifs, and, and, and it was just you know. What that if Kenny Pickett doesn't that doesn't have doesn't that play to Pat Frere? Throws it so high to Pat Frere, Ruth, he can't get his hands on it when he was trying to throw it away, and the Jets don't intercept that ball. Yes, I mean, just what if the defense can make the stop at the end of New England and give the offense one more chance? What if the Steelers intercept one of those passes in the Dolphins? You know, yeah. you could drive yourself crazy with what if, but every single one of those, it could have turned out worse. Okay. Which is right. Which is where the one that comes up that I told you before. Yep. And this is the, this I'm going to ask okay. you. You ask it. What if, Rich? What if Kenny Pickett started Week One? Yeah, 
and everybody can say, if Kenny Pickett starts week one, then maybe the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. Here, here is my nightmare scenario that you do that. Kenny Pickett starts week one. Week two game, Kenny Pickett gets sacked and breaks his collarbone and is out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Then where are the Steelers in terms of Kenny Pickett's development? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's like, sure, maybe, maybe your thing happens. Maybe it turns out worse. It's yeah. like, well, that's, that's and, and why I think it would turn out worse. What if Kenny Pickett and everything else going into a short week going into Cleveland ends up getting killed by Miles Garrett? And that's where the, uh, an injury happens. Yeah. You know? Mm hmm. You just don't know. Because oh, people are like, oh, if Kenny Pickett would have started from the beginning, they would have won at least one more of those games early. Maybe. Here's my question. If Kenny Pickett's making his first ever NFL start, do you think he plays a completely clean game against the Bengals? Like what it took in order for the Steelers to win that game when they got five takeaways and no turnovers? I, I don't know that you can chalk that up for sure as a win. Right. So it, it's mm – -hmm. That's why I hate the what. Look, yeah, and that's yeah. very look because it's very similar. I can remember having this conversation with with some resident assistants one year working for me at William and Mary. They they just got into playing this. Well, what about if this happens? What about if yeah. this happens? What about if this happens? And this was all around like incidents with drugs and alcohol. And I and yeah. finally I had to stop and say, look, guys, you can sit here and ask me and I could go through a thousand scenarios of what if. And the first time you have to deal with one of these situations, it's not going to match one of those thousand things. Yeah. So playing the what if game is pointless. Yeah. I said, that's why I'm training you. What I'm training you to do is to be able to do this to, to, to for me to trust you to handle things given any way this comes about. Yeah. Hey, here's one I forgot. Cherry Richard says, Gunner dropping that punt and giving the Patriots a touchdown. There you go. I forgot about that. <laughs> that, I that, did too. Did that yep. too. You know, because it was so long ago that, that that's another one. Thanks for remembering that. But uh, here, I, I'm going to have an article that like is supposed to be out tomorrow afternoon, unless there's a bunch of news. About, about the Steelers not having the rookie wall. You know, the the rookies didn't hit a wall. If Kenny Pickett starts week one, who's to say he doesn't start to fall off at the end of the season because of the rigors of a full NFL season for a rookie? And instead, I mean, my goodness, I still say if the Steelers made the playoffs, I still feel that he was playing and getting better. Yeah. So... Yeah. That's a positive thing. So we we those are all things that we don't know. We could say, and, and, and I know the big ones, people like want to say if Kenny Pickett started from the beginning. And I'm not saying that it was the right call. I don't, I'm not saying no. that it wasn't the right call. Um, because just remember, Kenny Pickett did not play a snap in the NFL regular season until October. So what? he missed the month of January. So that saved him a month there. Um all I'm saying is this. In terms of Kenny Pickett, I am happy with how it went. Yeah. I, I am good with Kenny Pickett. I think yeah. now the Steelers have what they need to to push into next year with Kenny Bick, Pickett as QB1. Okay. Yep. Was it was it perfect? I don't know. 
you know, it's the yeah. ever famous, but it is what it is, and I'm okay with what it is. And and yes, the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. And like I said, this could be a silver lining or whatever. But even with all the other what if scenarios of what could have been from this past season, and this is why this is we do this show now because we're talking about what could have been in this past season. I like where they are right now. You change one thing, and you think they might have been better, and they might not be where they are right now. This is what I like. This is what I like. And I was actually going to mention this person here in a little bit, Jeffrey Benedict. This is the what-if game you play. What if Kenny Pickett and George Pickens had a whole season in another training camp together? To me, maybe I'm reading this the wrong way. I'm reading this as saying, rather than ask about what if of what could have happened, why don't you talk about what if of what's going to happen? Instead of what if, what could be? What could be? That's what you need to focus on right now, Steelers fans. I know the season's just finished. We talk, you talk about the what ifs, and like I said, you're never going to win. You're never going to win. You can't go back and win those games. It's just kind of like when the Steelers got got trounced by the Bills. My stat geek that week is the, the Steelers can't go back and unsuck against the Bills. You can't go back. You can't. You know. You can't go back and, and win that game. You can't go back and lose that game. It's just what it is now, and it's. And you can, I'm not saying don't think about it. I'm not saying don't ask the questions, but to think that you have a definitive answer. Okay. Jeffrey says that I get it. (laughs) I wanted to bring up Jeffrey. Jeffrey had a fantastic cutter room floor today. If you don't listen to our audio stuff, because you're here on on YouTube or Facebook, you've got to look up BTSC. Well, let's see. What is it? Just no, just type in behind the steel curtain anywhere you do podcasts. Jeffrey's cutting room floor this morning. He talked about, he basically, it was great because he was basically running down the Browns, but he was talking about the direction of the Steelers and the direction of the Browns and all the stuff that the Browns did and how it didn't work and all the stuff that the Steelers did and how the Steelers are better with, better off where the Browns are right now. And they have so much more going for them going forward where the Browns are really strapped for other things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great show. And one of the best reasons that was a, sh- that, that, that was a, 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 a great show was that Jeffrey said this line, you play to win the game. <laughs> Jeffrey <laughs> said that one. Jeffrey said that one. So I, it was great to hear him say that, but it was a really good show. So make sure you go back and, and check that out. But, um, Rich, I got a new sound. I got a new sound that I can't wait to use because okay. I because I used it on, on the on the on the preview. You know what it is? It's 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 the great Rich Eisen. You are, with all due respect, dumb. <laughs> so I'm, I'm ready to, to oh, be able to use that at times this, this year. Uh, just I, I need that fun. one for when you say stuff. So Yeah, yeah. So you can bust that out on me all the time, too. So uh, yeah. our point was is these what-ifs, you know what? It, it, it's what, So many times I look back at what-ifs and like, what if I wouldn't have done this? What if I wouldn't have done that? What if I wouldn't have done that? And something I always find myself doing is – that I wouldn't be where I am right now and got to, you know, I think, Oh, if I would have made a different decision to do this in high school, I may not be where I am now and have my kids. And that's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. Um, I, I could give another example, but it's a little bit too, could be too personal for people. Okay. And I'm not going to go there. You, you, but. you said this one. So I'll tell you this one. It's a, it's a little personal for me, but you, you'll get it. Cause, and this was just within the last week in talking with our, with, well, I was talking to mom and dad mm-hmm. 
And dad brought up and he said, you know what? He said, the one mistake he said I may have made in life was, you know, having you work for the board of education in the summer times because you wouldn't have had that accident and messed up your back and all this, yeah. that and everything else. And I said, dad, no. And he's like, yeah. what? I said, oh, right now, I wouldn't have it any other way. He's like, why not? Yeah. I said, because if I don't have that accident, there's a good chance I never meet my wife. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things that would have been different in my life had that one incident not happened. And I'm okay with where I'm at right now. Yeah. You know, like yeah. sometimes it's easy for me to say, what if when, when the, when, when my high school coach just kind of, surprise me in the hallway say i gotta do it right now you playing you play are you going to college to play football and i gave him the answer no and it's not that i didn't want to play football in college it's just the way i interpreted his question was was i choosing a college based on who was going to offer me what for football and i was going to and i wasn't i wasn't going to pigeonhole myself like that he went and told every school that asked about me he's not playing football so what would have happened if i would have played college football how would that have changed my life i wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to, chances are I would not be sitting here doing this with my brother and with these great Steeler fans on a Tuesday night with my fantastic wife and my three wonderful kids and everything. So that's the moral of the story of the what if game. No, as many it, positives as you can I'll tell see, you, why. Yeah, you, all, you could always have that thing that's taken away. Because I know what you'd have been doing. Yeah. You know that? What's I that? know what you'd have been doing. What have I been doing? Hmm? Okay. Oh, you you would have been, you know, protecting Ben's blind side. <laughs> no, honestly, I ran this scenario in my head. I'm like, no, man, what if I went on and I got a really good coach and got in a great regiment and blah, blah, blah. The Steelers may not have ever drafted Ben Roethlisberger. It could have, I could have changed the entire face of the NFL, which is a complete joke. I hope you guys understand that. Um, we've got to get to our question. We are way yep. over tonight, but – this, this is the question. One thing that we now know from the season, Rich, is yeah. we now know the Steelers' opponents, all of them for next year, both home and away. We know what they are. I sent you a graphic. Um, to be, oh, look, the Pens one. Um, I sent you a graphic just to make sure that we had them. I'm going to read this real quick. Home games, the three, F, three AFC teams. Remember, there's nine of them. Love having the nine home games. Three um, AFC North yep. teams. Yeah, three AFC North teams, Cardinals, Packers, Jaguars, Patriots, 49ers, and Titans are at Pittsburgh. The Steelers go on the road to the three AFC North teams. They go to Houston, Indy, Vegas, LA Rams, and Seattle Seahawks. So those, that's their schedule next year, okay? I know other teams are doing playoffs. We don't know what's going on. I mean, yeah, play all, yeah, why am I saying? Come on, I'm not ready for this. No, I'm, I'm not ready for it. Okay. Playoffs. Yeah, there it is. Playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other teams are doing that. I'll be honest with you. We could sit there and talk what if, and you could argue now power rankings. I mean, I'd like to argue that the Steelers are in the second tier right now with the AFC. To me, you've got that top top three of you know Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. It's just my opinion, yeah. and then then you've got that next group. I think the Steelers, you know, I, right now they're they're better than the Dolphins, even though they lost to them earlier in the season. The way the Dolphins are playing now, I put the Steelers in there with with um, with that right there with that next like, like one of the next teams. Whether it's you know Steelers, Jaguars seem like they're up there. Um, 
I don't know about the Chargers. I haven't really watched them this year, I have to admit. Um, so I'll get to really watch them. And you could probably go ahead and throw the Ravens in there, even though they're struggling now, but they're dealing with a lot of injuries. So to me, even though they didn't make the playoffs, I still put the Steelers above some of those teams. But the whole reason I brought up the opponents, here's our question. And it's not going to be trying to guess the schedule. We'll do that another time. You know the 17 opponents. We'll ask this question a bunch, way too early. And people that do it that do it in the in the live chat, remember, don't put your answer in yet. And you're only allowed to give me the numbers. Rich, right off the bat, give me the Steelers record next year for 2023. Oh, well, that's a little different route I thought you were doing when you sent me when you sent me this. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember, don't okay. put your answer in there yet. Those of you listening. Okay. I mean, you can kind of oh. look at the opponents. You can just kind of think in general. I got my answer ready. 17 games. Yep. Steelers 12 and five. I was all, I was tempted to go 12 and five. I'm like, I, I feel confident in 11 and six. I would put it, I would put a wager on the Steelers winning 11 games next year. Well, what's I funny think they is could. That, that was me backing it off one. I'm actually sitting yeah. here staring at the thing you sent me and was kind of that was my way through. And I, I was like, finally, at first I was at like 13 and four. And I was like, man, and that's even might be even short changed them a little bit. I was like, nah, but they'll lose a game or two that I'm not expecting on here. So that's why I went with 12 and five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I looked at it. I'm like, wow, even just saying they did what they did last year and split the AFC North, I could, then there's three losses there. I could see them, you know, a couple other tough ones there, but I could see them really winning that many games. And that's assuming they, they, they split everything with the North. Here we got everyone ready, okay? They were ready to go. They waited, and they, boom, they came out. We did not have one single person jump the gun, Rich. Good. Not one. That I my some people, some people tried to time it up and going just a hair early, but called loyal listeners, they know what's coming. Okay, Kathy Ford, 11 and 6, Thomas Riley, 12 and 5, BF Bud, 11 and 6, Steeler Chick 46, 12 and 5 as well. Um, Craig L. Lawson, 11 and 6, Harvey Stone, he's like 17. No, you know what? I've got no problem with that. You go to Jeff Hartman, I, I like how he said it offense. until they prove they can't. <laughs> yeah, until they put it can. Um, yeah, um, Frosty the Bear, 12 and 5. Reginald, 11 and 6. Reginald Rivers. Um, John Funker, 10 and 7. Jerry Cherry, 12 and 5. State of the Steelers, 12 and 5. Demetrios, 11 and 6. Mr. Woodside, 11 and 6. And he threw in an explanation, but I'm not going to say it because I said I wasn't. Just Me says 11 and 6. Mark Tobin says 10 and 7. Uh, Patricia Castaneda says 11 and 6. Um, NSMC 99. I didn't mess that up, right? Okay. 11 and 6. Um, Jennifer, 12 and 5. <laughs> this is a new one I haven't seen. Lake Effect Snows 1. Did you remember seeing that one yet? They no, got they, they got 12 and they got 12 wins. They're not even saying 12 and 5. For all I know, they're saying 12 0 and 5. <laughs> That's you know, that's right. Four and one. Uh, no one you know's got eleven and six. Kyle Smith's got eleven and six. Tyler W's got ten and seven. He's he says a reason, but I said I'm not going to read those. Um, uh, Jeremiah Yoder says twelve and five. Um, Sherry Richard says twelve and five. Nobody, nobody, so far. If any of these others pop up here, no one has the Steelers with less than ten wins. 
Correct. Everyone expects the Steelers to get one more win next year. See, there's there's Joseph Donovan, 11 and 6. And that's where you should be right now. And do you know why we feel that way? Because we ended our season on a roll. On a high note. Exactly. Exactly. Not just a high note. Yeah. Four, you won four notes. in a row. Right. You four in a row. Um seven and two after the yeah. bye. You know, just six out of the last seven, seven out of the last nine. Boom. It's it's what it is. And like you say, there wasn't a loss in there to a team that you would that you think, oh man, they should have beat them based on their record going into the game. You can look back at the Ravens game and say they should have won that game based on the situation, but that's how that's how it was. Oh, that Thomas Riley, yeah, he's got to put his he's got to put his eight eight and one um, of what he was of what he had last year. Um, Jeffrey had to turn it around and and and, and ruin it. He says three and fourteen, but uh, All, of course, always, no one's, always the pessimist, Jeffrey. Yeah, always but, the pessimist. But um, but he kind of reminds me of someone else who does or tries to do film breakdowns, not like Jeffrey does. Um, uh, Carson Carswell, eleven and six. Um, <laughs> say Jeffrey's kicked out. <laughs> so just some <laughs> the people are picking on Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. So I like that there's excitement going into the next year, and the Steelers haven't even had free agency in the draft yet. I mean, was there was there this excitement when the Steelers finished their season last year? No, 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 no. Look. No. Uh, it, it, I'm going to go right along that line real quick and then we can wrap it up here. Okay. Did anybody feel that good? You know, the Steelers in 2020 or whatever started went 11 and 0 and then limped their way into the playoffs, then lost the first round of the playoffs. No. Was there the optimism at the end of that season that there no. is right now? No, no, there was not. No. So, you know, um, I, I I might be more excited for this offseason than I've been for an offseason. Yeah. I mean, because last year it like- was exciting because you didn't know what was coming. And you knew that big pieces were needing, going to have to fall. You don't have to have big pieces now. You just have to have the proper pieces. Yeah. But it, it's now it's like, you know, I, I feel like at the end of the season, trajectory of this team totally is going on, going up. And so now it's like, okay, now you take what the Steelers are going to be able to do in free agency and the draft, and we are not 100% strapped up against the cap like we've been in other years. Yep. Um, I actually think our cap number is going to end up very good based on some of the stuff you had posted on the website. It's, and it's pretty good earlier. now, and, and it could got, be better. Yeah. Even if it just gets partly better from that, yeah. I was talking with somebody who, yeah. who had read your article and was you know, saying, hey, what do you think? I said, well... Even take with all the possibilities, you know, take restructures or or cuts yeah. and do half of it. What do you think of that number? And that's they so were great. like, they were like, wow, that's a really good number. I'm like, yeah. right. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. Yeah, that really is. So in the and- fact, I was educating all the fans in the stadium because um, – Believe it or not, not, only, not all the fans in the stadium. No, all no, the fans all the fans around me. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody was watching the Miami Jets game. Okay, I had two other games that I was keeping a close eye on for other reasons. Okay, let me guess: um, um, Chicago, Minnesota, Correct. and and Indy and Houston. Which I did not see the end of that game because I was. Oh my yeah. gosh! It was I was crazy. driving home from Jeff's. 
I didn't, wow, it was yeah. insane. And the yeah. fact that Houston yeah. came back in then and won that game, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm telling everybody, everybody's talking about, it, and I'm like, hey, the Steelers are going to pick. At that time, I already knew, I knew it was seventeen or eighteen. I said the Steelers are going to have seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, you didn't pick. you didn't know until I, until the result right. Sunday night. Right. I said Steelers are going to get the seventeenth or eighteenth pick in the draft, and the thirty second. They're like, oh, the first pick of the second round. I was like, technically, yes. I said, but the only thing they're not gaining from that is the fifth year option. I said, yeah. technically, it's basically what normally would be the last pick of the first It's Lamar round. Jackson. Lamar Jackson was 32nd. Right. I'm like, you know, so the Steelers are getting, getting, yeah, 17 or 18, and then 32, and then, you know, Another one in there before 50. I said, the Steelers yeah. are going to have three draft picks in the top 50. Yeah. And I have to do, I have to answer some questions about that on my Stat Geek Thursday, which, hold on, let me, before I roll into that, Claude has 12 and 5. Um, I could try to see if there was another one in there at all. Um, I'm not seeing another score, so that's it. Um, and he what, he did correct it later that it wasn't, a, the, what was that? A record. You said What's score. That? You're so used to saying score. That wasn't oh, a score. Was, yeah, that was, was record, a record. record. Sorry, 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 sorry. But um, yeah, I'm going to be answering that on my some stuff with that on my Steeler Stat Geek Thursday morning, which says make sure you listen to all our shows. Um, I don't know what the Know Your Enemy people are doing tomorrow night. I don't know if they're if the name change because you know in the off season it's usually the curtain call. I don't know exactly when they're transitioning what their plan is. All I know is that it's going to be good to listen to them. Um, but our podcasts are almost all the same. You're not going to get obviously um, all the all the um, last minute thoughts. That one's going to go away um, on the audio side. The press conference recaps because there's not going to be press conference, and the post game show is going to be be replaced. Um, I I'm pretty sure in the off season the we run the north. It might even have a name change. We don't know. They're probably going to move back to YouTube for the off season. For those of you that have been listening to that in audio or have been missing that on the on the YouTube side, YouTube Facebook side, um, and we'll probably be bringing back the Q and A at some point. I don't know exactly when or what. I know uh, Brian Anthony Davis is under the weather, um, so hopefully he can get healthy and and then we can make some of these decisions. Um, so, but we're we're still going to have the content. Both here and at the and at the website, lots of great discussions on on the articles the last couple of days. Great comments and everything. So if you're just here listening to the podcast and you're not on the website, you're missing out on an awful lot there. So make sure you, you stick with us there, Rich. This is our last time of the 2022 season talking about a game. This is why we went over so long. We will get back to a normal length of show for the off season. <laughs> so, but why don't you close us out with uh, with your closing thoughts tonight? Um, I just wanted to thank everybody for, you know, the support for both here on our podcast and the other ones, uh, through BTSC for the season. Um, it is much appreciated. We really can't do this without our, with, without the, the folks that appreciate the work that we do also over on the website as well. Um, I had a lot can't of fun writing me jer- <laughs> You said we can't do it without them. Can't do it Sorry. Without them. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, over on you know the the written stuff as well over on the website um had a lot of fun writing knee-jerk reactions for the games i will give credit where credit is due um kyle did the one for me on sunday since i was in the stadium um if you didn't read that go read it 96 percent of it i think i did the other four <laughs> no you only 
I think I only did two things in there. <laughs> the I, whole I, thing. <laughs> I put one bullet point in from the stadium. That was yeah. it. So um, he, he was all over it. He, he did a really That's nice a job. job. I appreciate him. Um, I'm going to miss sitting on my couch on Saturday or on Sunday afternoons, you know, yeah. writing that article. But you know what? It's the off season. There's still plenty of stuff to do. Um, I, I'm already just feeling really good and already have certain parts of me excited for next season. Um, been a little while since I feel like I've really had that right away. Um, so that's a, a, that's a nice feeling to have. So, you know, 2023 season's not here yet, but the the 2023 offseason is upon us, and there's going to be plenty to happen for the Steelers during that time. And in terms of trying to figure out what that's going to be, I can't wait. <laughs>